as we gather for this fifth and final Christmas Mass here at Corpus Christi, I want to begin by extending my wish to all of you for a wonderful Christmas season. Many of us have been preparing for Christmas through Advent and all kinds of activities, some activities beginning before Thanksgiving. And all of that is good. That's fine. But let's remember that the Christmas season begins today. And it continues through the baptism of our Lord on January 8th. So when all the dust settles and maybe some of your guests go home, let's not forget to interiorize the mystery and the miracle of Christmas. Christmas has just begun. I wish that on you. You deserve it. And on behalf of our priests here and my staff, I want to thank you for the last year, 2023. We've had a great year. And as I always say, when we look back, we say, Lord, thank you. And as we look forward to what is yet to come, we say, Lord, yes. Your will be done. We'll see what 2024 brings. So I'm grateful for your presence here as we live our life in Christ in the Catholic tradition at Corpus Christi for your presence. And I also thank you for all of your expressions of faith and love. Think of all the prayers you've prayed here in the last year, which brings the life of Christ to us all. And I'm also grateful for all you've given, all of your contributions, so that we continue to have the resources to do what we do so well here at Corpus Christi, not only feeding the soul, but feeding the body. So from my heart, as your pastor, Merry Christmas. My message for you in 2023 is not that very long. It begins with the late Justice Antonin Scalia. He served as our United States Supreme Court Justice for almost 30 years. He died in 2016. I had the privilege to meet him and to visit with him when he came to Europe to address our seminary. Scalia is a lifelong devout Catholic, a father of nine. I actually was studying with his son Paul in the seminary, who is now a priest in Virginia, and he is Jesuit trained. I was a third-year theologian when he addressed us, and I remember him saying that he was in an exam one day an oral exam in his law school. And the professor asked him, what is the most significant event in human history? 
Scalia said, I, I, I paused and I thought to myself and I was taken back. What is the most significant event in human history? He said, I was thinking of a decisive battle, or I, I was thinking of maybe an historic war. He said, the professor interrupted my silence and said, the most significant event in human history is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Now, that's an old-school law school. Scalia was right in thinking of terms of battle or war because Chesterton, G.K. Chesterton, called the birth of Jesus a battle, a rebellion. Chesterton said when Jesus came, he didn't come as a conquering king. He didn't come with a glorious army. Chesterton said Jesus snuck in behind enemy lines. He snuck in behind enemy lines to do battle with the prince of the fallen world. He snuck in to do battle with evil so that we can live. Our Lord snuck in in that little town of Bethlehem. Jesus was born in Bethlehem for a couple of reasons. One is Bethlehem is where David was born, King David. And we heard in all the prophecies of the Old Testament that the Messiah would be born in the city of David, from the line of David. But also Bethlehem, that word Bethlehem means house of bread. Our Lord was born in Bethlehem because he was to give us the mass. He was to become the bread of life. Where in John chapter 6 he said, if you eat this bread you will live forever. And he was placed in a manger in Bethlehem which is a feeding trough. So this sneaking in behind enemy lines was the most significant event in human history because it was the birth of God. It was the Creator being born in His creation, the most amazing miracle ever, an event which changed everything. You may ask, or maybe you've been asked, I've been asked, okay, Monsignor, you say the birth of Jesus changed everything. It changed everything? What did Jesus bring, really? Before Jesus was born, we had suffering in the world. Before Jesus was born, we had wars, we had disease, we had poor people, poverty, all over. We had death. Now, after Jesus is born, we still have suffering. We still have wars. We have disease, poverty. We still have death. So what did Jesus bring? What did Jesus change? 
The answer is very simple. Jesus brought God to our messy world when Jesus entered into our messy world. Like the gospel said, he was born to his own who did not recognize him, but for those who do recognize him, he gives a power. Jesus brought God into our suffering through the work of this parish whom we comfort and visit. Jesus brought God into the wars we pray for and hope for peace. Jesus brought God into disease as we anoint, as we visit, as we console in this parish. Jesus brought God into poverty. Your funding has allowed us to give 40 ton of food to the poor. Jesus brought God into death as we offered over 500 masses here last year for our faithful departed. My dear people, he came to his own who did not recognize him, but that gospel said for those who do and you do, he brings us a power of life. He brings us his presence in this messy world. That's why we can say glory to God in the highest, because we can first say glory to God in the lowest. Our Lord became like us so that we can become like God. That is why today will always be one of the most wonderful days of the year. That is why today we celebrate and we remember the most significant event in human history.